welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the fourth episode of the hit podcast, The Laughing Stock. Today on this episode, I, Abby Overdorf, your host, will be talking about sitcom slash situational comedy. We will be talking about what is a sitcom slash situational comedy. We'll be going over some examples. We also have an interview with a special guest. And then all the way at the end, I will be bringing in my co-host to ask their opinion on sitcom slash situational comedy. Alright, so the first thing we're going to be talking about is what is a sitcom. So sitcoms, as I've said, they're also known as situational comedy. They're your feel-good TV shows. You know, they're easy to binge. They're about like 20 minutes long. And they're fun to watch that everyone just loves. In some cases, you know, if the sitcom becomes popular, the directors and producers might make a movie out of it. It usually doesn't happen, but when it does... It involves a kids' TV show from Nickelodeon or Disney Channel. You don't see, like, The Office getting a movie or, like, The Big Bang Theory or Schitt's Creek or anything like that. It's more of, like, the kiddier shows. But, you know, they're still good sitcoms. And I think that's also something that people don't realize is that um, Nickelodeon and Disney Channel shows are usually sitcoms. Um, Yeah, most... I didn't even know that until I was looking into this, that most... Nickelodeon and Disney and like kids TV shows are actually considered sitcoms which I thought was actually pretty cool so we like you know people grow up with all these sitcoms and then they get moved into like older ones or they go into a different type of comedy or anything just like our other episodes we have other types of comedy that we're talking about and this one's just sitcoms so like I said before sitcoms are your shorter TV shows that just go by quick but they're just nice you know, as a filler, um, if you just need it. And you can always rely on sitcoms to lighten your mood and make you laugh. I know that sitcoms have always made me laugh and lighten up my mood, and I just love them. They're honestly one of my favorites. That's why I picked sitcoms um, to do as my episode, because or as my podcast episode to host, because I just love sitcoms. I love, you know, watching them when I, was, when I grew up with them, and I just, they're just my favorite. Alright, so we've gone over what is a sitcom slash situational comedy. Now we're going to get into the examples, which I love this part. I'm so excited. As I said before, there's very little movie examples. So we're going to go over the TV shows first and then go over the, ex- the movie examples that I have. First TV show example that I have, which is also one of my favorites, I'm so excited to talk about, is Malcolm in the Middle. I love, love this sitcom. So... It follows a gifted young teen as he goes through the life with his dysfunctional working class family. So we have this um, middle kid, Malcolm, and he has two older brothers, Reese, Reese, who they like lives with, Francis, who is off at military school that they sent him to. And then he has a younger brother named Dewey. And later on the in the series, you see that the mom actually does get pregnant again. So she has another one. This show, I just think it can relate to a lot of people in america because it's like i said it's a working class family who doesn't have a lot of money they bring in the concept of money very very well and show it like not everyone has all this money like if you look at other tv shows like friends even like nickelodeon disney shows like iCarly, you don't really see them budgeting their money or having a concept of money it just seems like they can do all this this stuff because they have all this money. I think that Malcolm in the Middle did a very, very good job. The producers and directors and the writers did a very good job with 
bringing in the concept of money because if you watch the show you see that you know when they have a pregnancy scare or when they do actually have the baby they're you know Hal the the father and Lois the um are thinking how are we going to pay for this kid we can barely pay for the the three that we have at home we can barely pay for Francis's military school. they have a small tiny house the the brothers all share a room. Malcolm and Dewey share a bed, but they just get in a lot of trouble. But it just shows that this is how this is how a normal family could be and how they're struggling. Whenever they go on vacation, it's budget friendly. They always have coupons and can really just show how sometimes money isn't everything. If you have your family and as we're talking about family, the other example I have is Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek is about a wealthy family that goes completely broke and must move to a small town that they bought as a joke where they must face poverty. This show, I think, is just great too. But this one, um, I just think it go it just shows family is everything. And as long as you have your family, it doesn't matter how much money you have in the world. And I think Schitt's Creek did a really good job because if you look in the beginning, you see that there's only four of them. So there's the mom, the dad, and then there's a daughter and a son. And if you look and if you watch, you realize that they're never usually together when they were raised. They were always separated. So when they got broke and they lost everything, they had to come together as a family. And I think it just really shows how you need to be together as a family. No matter how rich you are, no matter how poor you are, it doesn't matter. They did a really good job with bringing this family together and actually having them love each other more than they did before. Shit's Creek, I love it. I thought it, it also brought together how, you know, they had to go get jobs. But I think that this show really shows how even when you lost everything, you have to build yourself back up these two shows if you haven't watched them i totally recommend they both resemble that feel-good feeling when you watch it for me these two shows i have always laughed some other shows that you generally laugh with and as crazy as it's going to sound it's going to be nickelodeon disney shows i've rewatched iCarly and i have died of laughter so many times any honestly nickelodeon shows and disney shows are just really like actually generally laugh big time rush here's another one we talk about big time rush i'm going to transition into the movie examples but like i said big time rush i have i rewatched it i have generally laughed at that show so many times people just love those shows when you can generally laugh at it all right so now that we've talked about the tv show examples now we're gonna get into the movie examples and like i said before we're going to transition from it as I was talking about Big Time Rush. So Big Time Rush is about these four hockey players from Minnesota that auditioned to sing for this big hot shot um, record producer named Gustavo Rock. So the movie that they made actually from this TV show, um, it's called Big Time Movie. And this movie is about the four band members that go to London to start their world tour. Their bags get mixed up and they're put in the hands with this very dangerous device that could destroy the world. It brings the, the sitcom aspect to the big screen, but it also adds a little bit of adventure to it, which I thought was pretty cool because they have to, you know, they have this huge device that could literally destroy the world. And they don't know what to do with it. All they want to do is go and perform. And they don't know what to do. And there's someone trying to literally chase them and take this device. And I think also the music that they put into this movie is really cool. Because they used the Beatles. So they sang all the Beatles songs. So it's not like original songs that they usually have in the show. So like I said, I think they just really did a great job with this sitcom. And 
brought the sitcom aspect to the big screen. I thought they did a really good job and I liked how they also added the adventure to it. Now we're gonna go be going into another example of the sitcom aspect of a movie and this movie is a Disney Channel's Wizards of Waverly Place the movie. Wizards of Waverly Place the Disney Channel show is about this family of wizards that you know have to go through the life of being a wizard you know all the kids are wizards the parents aren't the dad was once before and you know he has to help his kids become wizards and you know use their powers for good so i like how they they brought this mo- this show into a movie and i think they did it really well basically the roosters go on a vacation and alex and her mom they get into a fight and she casts a spell that threatens their whole her whole family's existence and i think this is really well out you know like I said, it adds a little to adventure to the show. And so basically, Alex and her siblings must figure out a way to keep their parents together. But they also have to search for this specific stone that will reverse the spell and save the whole family. Basically, while the youngest one, um, Max, is trying to keep the, their parents together, Alex and Justin, the older brother, have to go and find this, this rock or this um, stone. And they have to go through all, this thing, all these things and through this whole jungle to find this stone. The adventure aspect of it is really, really good. And like I said, this one also brought the sitcom aspect to it because it's it's generally funny and it's really good. It's really well written and made. The one aspect that I love when they bring the sitcom to the big screen and in, to make it into a movie is that they bring together, you know, the same characters of the TV show and they put them in these funny and different situations that wouldn't normally happen on the show. Like, obviously, in Big Time Rush, a lot of adventurous and crazy things happen. But it's not like in the show they'd be put in the hands of this very dangerous weapon that could destroy the world. Nothing like that would happen. And that's why I think it makes it such it, it makes such a great movie for it. Because instead of just twenty minutes of them trying to run away from these people that are trying to get this device, they have a whole hour and forty some minutes or an hour and a half or whatever it is. Same with The Wizards of Waverly Place, the movie. In the show, you don't really see them going on event- on vacation. It just brings another aspect to the to the show and to the family saying, oh yeah, they can go on vacation. But also, something's going to happen with this magic, and that's probably why they don't go on vacation. Like I said, you're not going to see Alex cast a spell in the first five minutes of the show, and then the last 15 or so minutes, them trying to get the stone and keep the the parents together and all this it would be too chaotic and too like rushed and pushed together and i think making it into an hour and a half or an hour and 45 minute movie just works perfectly for these two shows these two movies work really well and i think these examples also work really well you know, all these sitcoms are that's what i love about sitcoms they're funny but they can also be serious and it does get it, it is hard to be serious all of the sitcoms you know there are the serious parts like like i said malcolm and Mo, they have a serious part where like they are actually pregnant they have to worry about money or as they had the pregnancy scare, Lois was freaking out and how had to remind her, you know, I love you, everything's gonna be okay. And I think it was just a really great serious moment in the show. And it's just, even through the hardships, whoever's beside you will always, always love you. And that's who you should have. And I think that's also what they did in Shit's Creek is that, you know, they lost all this money and were completely broke, had nowhere to go except this small little town that they as a joke because they thought you know what let's just buy it nothing's gonna happen the seriousness of it was you know they lost all their money they had nowhere to go they had to go here even if they didn't want to and by the end of the show you know it gets better and it just 
It shows even if you fall down from somewhere that you were, you can always work your way back up. And it might not be, you might not work your way back up to how high you were, but you'll at least get to where you are where it's fine and you're always safe and you don't have to worry about it. And as long as you have your family, like I said, it it that's what that's what matters. So let's just get away from the TV show and movie examples. I think I've gone long enough, long past. Alright, so before we get into my co-host's opinions, I have a special guest with me today, my roommate Emily. Say hi. Hi. So Emily, what is your opinion on sitcoms? Um, I think they're really funny. Uh, they're one of my favorite, like, genres, so to speak, for TV shows. Alright, so what is your favorite sitcom then? Um, I have two. It would be New Girl and The Office. All right, now in those two, what do you dislike and like about them? And them necessarily, they do a good job, but some of them, some sitcoms, I think it's sometimes hard to get like serious subject matters across, so to speak. All right, well, with that being said about the serious aspect, do you think that sitcoms should bring more of the seriousness in? No, I think they should stay in their like funny, funny realm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Yeah. My opinion on sitcoms slash situational comedy is that I absolutely love it. Um, I feel like not enough people appreciate them and that this type of comedy is my favorite and I love the shows that, they made, that they're made from. Emma, what is your take on it? Uh, I mean, sitcoms are another thing I'm not, like, super familiar with, but, like, I do think it can definitely... Like like everything else we've discussed, like it it can be done well and it can be done poorly, and a lot of that is treading a line between actually funny situations and just punching down for the sake of punching down in some circumstances. Yeah, I get that. Um, so what is your favorite sitcom? Um. I don't know if I have a favorite, personally, honestly. Again, not one I'm not as familiar with, especially because I don't really watch TV at all. So, like, and that's usually what I associate sitcoms with. So, okay, all right. Um, so let's see, Marcus, what is your favorite sitcom, and what do you think about them? My favorite sitcoms to watch are Friends <clears throat> and uh, Workaholics. They're usually just a funny show to watch for me where I just sit down and I can just binge watch a lot of them. Yeah, that's what that's yeah, the binge watching is what I like about it, you know. They're short. All right. So, um Xavier, what do you think about them? Um I think there's some really good ones, especially like uh The Office and Big Time Rush and stuff. I know Big Time Rush is very like kiddie and cuz you know it's Nickelodeon and all, but it's still good. I mean, every sitcom kind of has their own like vibe to it. You know, The Office is like the painfully awkward moments and like all of the things that, you know, make an everyday office actually fun and funny other than, you know, boring and just regular stuff. But and then same thing with Big Time Rush. Like, they make everything very goofy and funny and kid-friendly and all that stuff. Um, but I think overall that they're a, they're definitely a very 
unique form of comedy. Yeah. Yep. I, I agree with wait, that. Wait, The Office is a sitcom? Yeah, I think so. Okay, then, yeah, that's probably my favorite then. I didn't realize that was, yeah. Yeah, some TV shows you just, um, you wouldn't think were sitcoms like The Office, but yeah, they are. All right, well, thank you everyone for joining us for the um, for episode four of The Laughing Stock, and tune in next time for another episode.